everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. We're a couple weeks into the new year. Hopefully the New Year's resolutions, you know, you're sticking with them. I myself, I've fallen off twice already, three times, and we're only 12 days in. But you know, I will read more eventually, and I will try to eat better. I say that knowing that I fully will not, but it is what it is. I'm going to try. So hopefully those are going well. Hopefully you've been able to check out some of the fantastic wrestling that we've been subject to already this year. You know, we've had Wrestle Kingdom. Noah's had a couple good shows. Stardom's been putting on bangers. AEW's been doing great. GCW, all those major promotions. If you're in a city where local wrestling is going on, hopefully you've been able to go check out some live local wrestling. Winnipeg right now, things are still, you know, not much is going on. Um... Hopefully after, you know, this little bout of, you know, the rising numbers and everything, we can get back out there checking out live wrestling. I, for one, cannot wait. I'm sure you're in the same boat as I am, but we'll get there eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later. It's just something to look forward to. But this week on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, I have I was lucky enough to have another special guest on. Uh, I've been very fortunate the past few weeks to, uh, you know, have guests on, and I'm very thankful for that. This week... I was joined by Taryn from Accounting. Now, Taryn from Accounting predominantly wrestles out in Alberta for RCW, but she's been making a name for herself more and more. She's been a, she's wrestled for CWE uh, a little while back. She's been, you know, starting up with NEW out in BC. She's getting her name out there more and more. And she's definitely someone to watch. So we had a great chat, talked about lots of different stuff. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Taryn from Accounting. There's something to be said about entrance music. And sometimes, you know, when you're watching a match, you the music hits and the wrestler walks out there and it just it it just has that certain something that makes it all much better. And my guest today, Taryn from Accounting, your entrance music when you walked out there nine to five, you couldn't ask for a better choice of music. Thanks. Yeah, I think the crowd definitely gets into it. I think because it's such like a happy familiar song it's like non-threatening everybody mm-hmm. knows it it kind of like makes you want to move and like it, so it, yeah it was it, a really good uh, choice it, it really has a good vibe to it you know so as soon as it hit it's just very uplifting and it's, it really yeah. says something so yeah now, totally. you're based out in alberta um mm-hmm. let's talk about your introduction to wrestling where did your love for wrestling first come um I mean, just like most people, I loved it growing up. Um, In my house, there was just like myself and my sister and my mom and my dad. So like, it wasn't a big thing in my family, but it came on after cartoons. So I think that's when like, I would just continue watching on. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what it was about it. I just loved it. Like, I loved the, the like... (laughs) dramatics of it I love the hair I love the costumes I love like just the big men and like I really believed that it was real mm-hmm. and like I'm still a wrestling fan and no joke like sometimes I have to turn to my friends and be like is that real 
is that real? <laughs> I'm a wrestler and I have no clue sometimes when I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my God, are they really hurt? Oh my God, they're really hurt. Like, yeah. We, I mean, we're recording this and it'll, you know, earlier I was watching uh, Dynamite and, you know, it was Hangman and Brian Danielson going at it. And uh, it, my stepdaughter walked downstairs and my fiance, they're like, is that real blood? Are they, are they hurt right now? What's going on? So no matter, it's, it says something that, you know, it can be so believable that you're still questioning it no matter what age. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you mentioned watching it after cartoons. So you've been a fan, you know, since we'll say early nineties, yeah, late 80s. Late 80s. Okay. So you've been a yeah. fan for many years. You've gone through, you know, you lived through the different eras, the generations and all that. Was there any sort of wrestlers that stood out to you as favorites? Um, I mean, obviously Bret Hart when I was like really young. Mm-hmm. I used to have like a subscription to WWF magazine and I'd put little hearts around his head, obviously, but because <laughs> I didn't know too much about wrestling. I just knew. Mm-hmm. I was drawn to him and I loved him. He was a hometown hero and, you know, he was just so good. Um, And then I kind of stopped watching for a little bit. And then um, I kind of got back into it in high school and like Stone Cold was it, you know, Mm -hmm. he was just so badass and middle finger and, you know, I'm going to walk and let my dog out at the same time as I talk, but Yeah, yeah, he was just, so cool and so badass so and I think I've kind of stuck with Stone Cold till now because like he's cool at any age (laughs) it is true I mean you you go back and watch some of those matches he was in even you know ones with him and Bret Hart and they stand the test of time they're still entertaining to this day so yeah and I think especially now that I am a wrestler like what I do appreciate about him so much is like he wasn't fancy he wasn't mm-hmm. the fancy high flyer flipper. Like the stuff he did is not crazy moves, but just the way he did them is so powerful. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his storytelling, the way he works in the ring and it really, it just, it defines his overall character. Yeah. So, I mean, you grew up, you know, you watched the attitude era and all of that. At what point did you think that this was something that I wanted to do? I'm not till really late in life. Like I've already aged myself. Like I'm in my mid to late thirties at this point. And I didn't start wrestling until, you know, my early thirties, mid thirties. So I didn't know that it was something that I could do because I didn't spend a lot of time following wrestling at this point in my life like I would go to the pay-per-views with my friends and Mm -hmm. watch them in a bar and that's kind of how I would keep up and then um my sister started dating a wrestler like an indie wrestler and then she got into wrestling and I was like wait a minute what is happening Mm -hmm. like she didn't even like wrestling but that's besides the point (laughs) (laughs) um So it was kind of them and like realizing like that it's something that I could do. Mm -hmm. So I just signed up for like the next first mini camp that I could see. And yeah, I went hard after that, like training five, six, seven days a week, like 
Mm-hmm. So like I really put in my hours in the past couple of years, but. Now you decide you're going to become a wrestler. You know, what does your family say to this? What are your friends' thoughts on this? Were they, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they were supportive, but did they kind of have like a, are you sure kind of thing or how to go? Um, I mean, obviously my friends thought it was really cool and they're super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom and dad were fairly cool with it just because, you know, my sister had started doing it and um, they're pretty like open to whatever we want to try. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, now they're like, they get it. They're just, Oh, where are you wrestling this weekend? And what are you doing? And mm-hmm. But I don't, my dad says he's, they, he's still never seen me wrestle. And he says he never would come because he said he just wouldn't enjoy it. He's watched me like on, on film and stuff yeah. and seen my matches, but he just gets too freaked out to see it happen live. You know, there's something, something very special about watching wrestling live. So hopefully one day he <laughs> makes the, makes the trek to it and is able to check you out. Well, he took me to like all the shows when I was growing up and stuff. He would take okay. me to like little indie shows and, or like if I wanted to go see if WWE was in town. Mm-hmm. So like he'd be into it. And like he was a security guard for Stampede Wrestling and everything. So like there is that history with it. Yeah. But I think okay. he just wouldn't enjoy watching myself or my sister ever wrestle. That's fair. So you decide you're going to become a wrestler. You go into training. Where did you get trained at? Um, I started at Monster Pro Wrestling. Okay. It was kind of, at the time, the only place that offered, like, um, in Edmonton that had, like, a mini camp and then, like, full training classes. And then through that, they have their own shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're a bit of a, um, a bubble, you know, where they bring in people, train them. They have shows only with them. So... Okay. So it's the shows you're getting the chance to, you know, work and develop while you're there sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it was fun. I met some like really cool people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then slowly after that, I, um, this other place force pro wrestling opened up Mm -hmm. and it just seemed to suit kind of my personality and my mentality a little bit better. So they got a training facility and Michael Richard Blaze was the trainer there. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a no-brainer. Like I could train with MPW and they were great and I appreciated them, but I get to work with MRB and like learn all of his knowledge. So yeah, it's a, it, you know, you're always learning and always wanting to take in as much as you can. And you kind of took what you originally learned at Monster Pro and then it's almost the next chapter being like, okay, now I can develop even more. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what was your initial thoughts when you stepped foot in the ring, you know, for your first training, all that sort of thing? How, uh, what were your, you know, feelings going into it? Um, like, I guess like the first mini camp, I was nervous, but I was kind of like, I was picking it up. Not mm-hmm. super fast. I'm not naturally athletic. I'm, I'm not like a, I'm not a fearless person. I'm very fearful. Um, (laughs) I'm just like, but I enjoyed it because it was so challenging. And at this point in my life, like I hadn't done a lot to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, 
I'm a big traveler. I love to travel. I've lived overseas, but like nothing physical, nothing to like really scare me or like push me. So it was just kind of more exciting. And I think the thing I found most exciting about it is that like, I don't, like I said, I don't try things usually. So like actually signing up for a mini camp and like following through and going Mm-hmm. just felt kind of good and I just kind of ran with that like good feeling of oh, like sure. okay, I'm gonna do something different mm-hmm. and I think that really says something about the uh, taking on that challenge you know stepping out of your comfort zone and really going for it so that that's really awesome yeah thanks so now you're known as Taryn from accounting how did the Taryn from accounting come to be Well, when I, you know, realized that, like, I wanted to do more than just training and I wanted to, like, get into the ring and, like, have a match, I kind of realized, like, who am I? Like, who do I want to be? And, you know, at MPW, they have, like, pretty old school opinions and views. And Mm -hmm. so they kind of try to, like, push, like, well, you can be because, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. And uh, so they were like, oh, like, you know, hot for teacher, like some sort of, you know, sexy this or, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> that's not me at all. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be that like, you know, mm-hmm. sexy person. So I was just kind of like talking to a friend and we were talking, like, what can I do? Who can I be? And then, you know, we just kind of decided that like, you know, this whole Taryn from accounting gimmick is like pretty much a a reflection of me completely. Like I'm working my boring job and I, I'm like getting up there in age and I just want to try something different and I want to like show my power in other ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were just talking and there's like a drag queen called like Karen from finance or something. Okay. And, you know, we just think what a hilarious name. And so like Taryn from accounting just kind of, kind of appeared and it just seems like more natural, more me because mm-hmm. it's silly and it's out there and like, yeah, it's something different, which is like always what I want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something you can have fun with where it's, you know, not kind of mm-hmm. pigeonholed into something you don't have any sort of like correlation with at all. I know that's totally the wrong word to use, but I think you know what I mean. No, totally. Yeah, exactly. I like to be fun and silly. And like, I like a little bit of comedy and wrestling. And I like, I think there's all different types of wrestling. And, you know, I like to have something different. If you go to a show, and it's like, you know, 10, 15 minute matches of just like heel and baby, and they wrestle, it's like, okay, that was fun. Great. These are great. But I don't know. Just you, you have to have a little bit of spice to it. You don't want everything to be the exact same. And I mean, that's the thing is like, you can have, you know, one heel versus face match, or then, you know, a heel versus heel change it up completely where they're both, you know, going at it sort of thing. So like, just to, so sorry, it's all good. A little bit of difference goes a long way in wrestling nowadays. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't seen you in the ring, where do you take inspiration from? you know what that's a really good question I don't know um I definitely take inspiration from like the people I'm training with 
mm-hmm. um, just because like they want to go far and they are so dedicated to what they're doing. And they're so like, you know, they would wrestle every day if they could. And so like, I definitely get a lot, like I get a lot of their energy, mm-hmm. you know, secondhand energy from them. Cause I mean, like also in wrestling, people are a lot younger than me. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I should be in bed by now, but um, so I definitely get a lot of inspiration from the people who I spend time with in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I think I just get a lot of inspiration. just trying to stand out and try to be different. Mm-hmm. So like trying to think of different ways to do that. You've mentioned the sort of impact that MRB has had on you training wise. What is mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway you've taken from him? Um, just to kind of like give it your all, like no matter what you're doing, whether it's like you're trying a new move for the first time, like you got to just go for it or just mm-hmm. like anything. And um, kind of just like believing in myself. Cause he'll tell me all the time, like you have to just trust yourself and believe yourself and just like, you know, he'll say like, you're better than you think you are. And like, it took like a long time for him saying that for me to actually believe it, which like just really helped me a lot because like, it's all state of mind. If you think you're down here, you're just going to be down here. Mm-hmm. But like, if you believe you're better than you are, or if you even believe you're as good as you are, then you're going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm saying this to a man <laughs> and men tend to have a lot of false sense, conf- uh, sense of confidence, mm-hmm. but um, that's just a joke. It, no, <laughs> Hey, you know what? It- for I know for myself, there's uh, still times where I struggle with it because even you know doing this podcast, it's this was a, a a sort of a step out of my comfort zone to do it. So even to put myself out there and to like when I'm trying to you know have someone join me on uh, reaching out and being like, hey, I'm doing a podcast, you want to join me? It's something I'm not used to, so it's still I, I kind of get yeah. the vibe, but I know I can't. Not fully, you know, but no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's over. But yeah, <laughs> he's really uh, just like taught me to like just be confident because mm-hmm. like confidence goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You've predominantly wrestled in Alberta. Um, lately, you've really been tearing it up with RCW out there. Uh, mm-hmm. How did that come to be with you joining up with them? Um, honestly, it was just. Mm, um, because of COVID, every other company closed down. So I, right before COVID, I had joined PWA. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. It's so much fun. I love the locker room. Um, and then COVID hit, everything was shut down. But then eventually RCW just started running all these shows, all these shows, all these shows. And like in Alberta, in Edmonton um typically it was if you wrestled for a company you could only wrestle for that company Mm -hmm. so we were kind of on the sidelines all all of us in PWA and then I think it was just kind of decided that like hey like we're good we want to wrestle so and like RCW was awesome they were like yes we will have you and they were Mm -hmm. so great they opened their doors to us and everybody in the locker room was like so nice and so friendly 
so just through, um, it, it was because of COVID, to be honest, but I'm really glad it happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you mentioned COVID and it's something that's affected all of us. Now, I mean, you've been doing this for a few years and COVID happens, it takes a chunk out of your wrestling career. What was like, what were you feeling after that hits? Because you're getting started into this, the ball's rolling and then all of a sudden everything just shuts down. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was so long ago at this point that like, I, I can't even remember what I was feeling. I was just... It was that whole thing of everything, like, you know, I'm not going to work, I'm staying at home. And so the whole thing was just kind of weird. But once we got in with um, RCW, everything just felt good again, you know, like mm-hmm. there were some missed opportunities there, some shows that I really wanted to do that were canceled. But, you know, mm-hmm. who knows if everything happens for a reason. But since things have started opening up again, like I've really been enjoying myself. For sure. Uh, I've like when I was looking up, you know, some of the matches you've been a part of and all of that fun stuff doing the research for this. You know, I gotta get better at posting. (laughs) I think I have like nothing on my YouTube. Please don't check my YouTube. You have uh, done quite a few intergender matches. Do you have a preference uh, what you're a part of or is it just wrestling for you? It's just wrestling for me. Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really don't have a preference. Like, um, I love women's wrestling and I love wrestling women. Um, it's like, especially here, like, I just love the women that I wrestle with. We've got such a, like a good bond and a good friendship mm-hmm. that like, I love it. Like mm-hmm. I love wrestling women. I love seeing strong women and I love seeing women succeed together without having to put each other down. And so like, I'll always love women's wrestling, but I also love intergender wrestling because it challenges you in a different way, kind of more in like a storytelling way. Like, how can we tell this story that makes sense? Because like Mm. me wrestling a big guy and like being able to do all the same things just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's just a different challenge. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're presented with telling a story, but you also want to try to do something a little bit different that hasn't always been told in the same sort of way. So yeah, you mentioned some of the women's wrestlers out, out there. And I mean, there's yourself, Zoe Sager, uh, Ava Lawless. Mm-hmm. Um, you three have really been tearing it up out, out in Alberta. What's it like, you know, I mean, you guys have all the support and all that, and you're really sort of kind of, how do I put it? You guys are almost like setting almost inspirations for younger wrestlers like younger fans that you can do this sort of thing yeah hopefully Mm -hmm. um there are so many young fans especially young girls that come to our shows um so like they're kind of my favorite ones to see there all the time and we talk and definitely I always have people ask me like how do I get into wrestling how do I get into wrestling and like you know it's it seems harder than it is. Getting into wrestling is so easy. It's not necessarily cheap. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like, if it's something you really want to do, it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Do you, if you live in a place that provides it, obviously. Yeah. It, well, it does seem the past few years that more and more, you know, companies have come up, you know, more training centers and all that sort of thing. So there, 
there definitely is the popularity in a lot of the bigger cities. It might just be the smaller ones where you have to go out of your way for. Yeah, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, let me, sorry, I just lost track of where I was at. I kind of jumped all over the place when I was uh, with my notes, but you have touched base in a few other provinces. I mean, you've wrestled for CWE here in uh, Winnipeg. You've wrestled out in Vancouver recently. Uh, what was your experiences like? You've mentioned you've done a lot of traveling, but, you know, traveling elsewhere to wrestle. Yeah, I think the first time I traveled to wrestle was just like to, um, I want to say Lloyd. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which was like, it's good. It's a little bit nerve wracking because like I spent so much time wrestling and kind of the same, especially like in women's wrestling, you spend a lot of time wrestling the same few people Mm -hmm. um so it was like really nerve-wracking but I love it like I love meeting new people and I love being part of a locker room um and so now it just gets easier and easier and you know with being in Vancouver as often as I am now like I've started to form like some friendships and stuff with the wrestlers in that locker room and like I see them here and I see them in Vancouver so it's really nice it just kind of like broadens your friendships but it also broadens your wrestling like to be able to wrestle with different people mm-hmm. you're definitely expanding your sort of you know not social network but also like you know just sort of like you're getting your name out there you're developing friendships you know more places to wrestle and work and just yeah. you know the overall vibe of everything and yeah i mean i mentioned vancouver you were you know, you were out there. What was your experience like wrestling for NEW out there? You faced off against the Illa tribe in a tag match. Um, what was it like? Um, awesome. <laughs> so I was going to say something shitty about Illa tribe, but I really <laughs> can't. They are just the sweetest. I love them so much, but they beat us. So like, they're going to have to die eventually, mm-hmm. but um, they're just like, they're, so talented and um I got to wrestle with my buddy Adam Ryder and um he is so talented like just watching him in the ring is like so fun to watch he just does things like so smoothly um so it was just such a good experience like from top to bottom like how professional they are how nice they are their locker room is such a tight unit like if you I just noticed this on Twitter if you see like Lionsgate Dojo which is like their school that they all train under Mm -hmm. if somebody in their locker room has like something to brag about or something to flex like everybody's retweeting like Mm -hmm. go you go you which is like such a good vibe Mm -hmm. there's it's not like competitive it's like everybody's pushing everybody up and like high tide floats all boats which is like such a it's such a great thing about wrestling it's not just there it happens here as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah wrestling for new like they're very professional very you know structured which is great it's a business you've Mm got to be structured um but they're also very like um appreciative of their talent you know like they want to make everybody look good and they want to make sure everybody's being utilized properly and yeah, they're fantastic. The the overall looks of their shows that they've broadcasted on YouTube has been incredible. They're the first show in that gaming place. 
I thought mm. as soon as nighttime hit, just was something incredible. And and that's it. Like their product is like so fantastic. Like they're not they're not cutting corners. Like they really want to showcase their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And from the people I've talked to involved with it, the, like you've said, you know, the overall vibe, it, it's the very family-esque atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. I think that really says something. And, you know, you mentioned with Lionsgate, there's so much negativity in wrestling that to have that positivity and being like, you know, so-and-so did this, like, this is awesome. And showing that off, I think that really is something missing in some aspects here. So like speaking of like super positive places to train, I've been training for top at top talent mm-hmm. for the past couple of years. And it's the same vibe there. Like everybody works so hard together to make sure everybody looks good and to make sure everybody has like, you know, a positive experience while you're there. Mm-hmm. It says a lot to the people involved, to the company and the overall, the overall vibe that it's something that I'm, huge for and i'm very appreciative of that in wrestling yeah um during the pandemic i mean the clandestine society was putting out uh you know matches on youtube and you faced off with zoe sager there and now Mm -hmm. that was one of my first matches of watching you and i was wondering if you could just talk about that a little bit um you know what zoe and i have had a lot of really good matches together um and i really really love wrestling her Wrestling her and then wrestling somebody different are both to me like just as exciting. I can have like a hundred matches with Zoe and every time I'm like super stoked to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we trained together for so long, we know each other so well that like if you threw both of us into a ring, we're like, okay, go have a 20 minute match. We would have a banger because like we just understand each other so much so like and like all of our matches are a little bit different and they're you know just trying to challenge each other and to help each other and you know so like if I'm being a hundred percent honest do I know like exactly what happened in that match no but do Mm -hmm. I know that like I loved it and we did some really cool stuff and like we got to take what we've been training and working on together and like put it into like an awesome show like clandestine like yeah that's that's awesome for me Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean I will link the matchup when I when I tweet this out but uh there like it was a very well-worked match I mean you guys told a great story in there and some of the dragon screw leg whips uh, your addition out were fantastic. It's one of my favorite moves and seeing those, it was just like, that's perfect. So um, this past year, you were also a part of the love wrestling show um, with uh, PW, FPW, sorry, love wrestling and FPW. Uh, I'm yep. a big fan of what Spencer has been doing with love wrestling and all of that. So mm-hmm. how, how was that for you? Um. You know what? Uh, quick and easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we were in the um, pre-show or whatever, so I don't know. To be honest, I don't know if it was like shown or played or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was super fun, super exciting. Another super professional company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, got to see a lot of my friends. Got to work with a lot of my friends. Um. And then I got to be the winner 
I didn't get to be the winner. I just won. You were the winner. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm really excited to see kind of what I can do more in that mm. company to kind of showcase my talents. For sure. I'm excited to see what they're going to bring on the next go around and just uh, what to, uh, what to fully expect from them. Yeah, exactly. You ended your 2021, like very, like you, it was a very action packed, you know, it seemed mm-hmm. like, you know, I think you had, I don't know, maybe 30 or so throughout the last half of the year. Um, what's, what's next in 2022 for you? Well, 2022 is like starting off really nicely for me. Like I said, I get to have a match against my evil trainer, Michael Richard Blaze on Friday in Calgary. Mm. Um, And then after that, I've got kind of my schedule booked up with new. Um, I'm doing some more rickshaw wrestling shows. I think we've got Dropkick 3000 coming out on February 11th. Um, So that's going to be a lot of fun. I love those Dropkick shows. Mm-hmm. And I love wrestling for rickshaw wrestling. They're fantastic. That's Cobra Kai and Calamity Kate's company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been doing some great things out there as well. Yeah, they're so good. Their shows are all so different. And just like, you never know what you're going to do. One match I was wearing a diaper because um, I they had their gender reveal. Kate was pregnant. So it was myself and Tony Baroni. We dressed up as like the girl baby and the boy baby. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't know who was going to win. I, we found out like right before. And then, um, yeah, so we got, that's a fun match. And yeah, they just do some like really cool stuff. We did destroy not too long ago. I got to dress up as like a demon bride. Nice. It's, it seems like it's something that they're having a lot of fun with what they're presenting. It's different but everyone's enjoying it. Everyone's having a good time. And they like the crowd eats it up because like, it's not your typical wrestling crowd. They're not going to sit there and be like, that doesn't make sense. Or like, why would you do that? They're just like, they're just there to be entertained. So like you could give a clothesline, but as long as you like have something about like, you know, a character behind it and it makes sense. Like the crowd goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Do you, so, do, do you have a preference wrestling shows like that compared to your basic indie wrestling show or is it just all across the board just enjoying wrestling it's all just enjoying wrestling I mean like even these like fun shows that rickshaw does like it's wrestling at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's just got a little bit like a little bit more makeup different outfits mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's just all indie wrestling for sure now what are some of the matches that you've been a part of that really stick out to you? Um, you know, I think my first match with Michael definitely mm-hmm. sticks out to me just because it was like, I had been waiting for it. Like, you know, I saw a lot of people have matches with him and I was kind of like, Oh, when am I going to get a turn? Kind of like, you know, kind of. Um, so my first match with him definitely stuck out with, for me. Um, I had a match like a street fight against heavy metal a couple months ago. And that was like a 45 minute match. And it was like the first time I was like in it. I was not panicked. I didn't know what was happening half the time, but I didn't worry about it. I just Mm -hmm. kind of like went, I was able to go off instinct and like 
stop and enjoy myself and like listen to the crowd and feed off like it was kind of the first time where everything you hear about you should be doing in wrestling and in a match like it kind of all clicked in that Mm -hmm. match for me you know um so those two definitely you know are special to me for sure yeah it definitely says something when that moment hits and it just everything kind of flows together you know all the instincts all of that just in one sort of thing and it's just like you're there yeah and like things went wrong and we messed spots up and whatever but it was just like who cares Mm -hmm. we'll fix it like just trust yourself you're gonna fix it for sure so it was yeah uh, I've got a few more for you, then I'll let you go, let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, as a fan, what are some of the matches that you really enjoy? Um, I enjoy it all. Like I, that's one thing I said, I used to love going to RCW shows because I got to just be a fan. And like, that's one thing I hate about wrestling on all the shows is like I don't get to just go watch wrestling anymore Mm -hmm. and like I don't watch wrestling on tv and I definitely should and it's better for me if I do but um I like watching all kinds of wrestling like I like watching the old vets and like you know the way they do things and their matches are slower and more like you know but then I love watching like all these young 20 year olds with zero regard for their bodies and safety <laughs> and whatever I love seeing them flip off the top into the outside and I love seeing the hardcore guys just like not give a fuck and mm-hmm. bleeding and going crazy like I just love watching live wrestling like it's so exciting to me because you really never know what's going to happen and like and that's why I watch it and I'm always looking at people like is that real mm-hmm. because like I don't even know, like, was that supposed to happen? Was that not like, did they really land on their head? Like, are we going to have to carry them out? I just love it. Even Mm -hmm. like after being at all these shows, like I get so excited to watch wrestling live. You mentioned going to see RCW shows before. Um, You, when you went and watched as a fan and then you become a wrestler, did you ever be like, Hey, I was here before. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I have pictures, like, I think I brought all my friends there for like uh, a birthday many, many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And they like, let us go inside the ring and take pictures. And I remember the day I said, I was there with some friends and I was, there was a couple girlfriends there and I said, Hey guys, like we should do this. Like we should be cut. And they were like, yeah, definitely. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm serious. So when I signed up for the mini camp, I sent them all the flyers and emailed them all the time or texted them. I don't email people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, it's happening. We're doing it. And they just didn't. But I remember the day where I was like, let's go do it. It was at an RCW show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the first time you stepped foot in the RCW ring, were you? did you invite them all out? Were they there to see you? Um, no, not at RC. I mean, my friends come and see yeah. me, but my very first match at, um, oh, it was at some country bar. I think it was called the ranch. This was with MPW still. Mm-hmm. Like I was so touched with like how many of my friends came out to watch. I was like, I sold so many tickets that night. That was like, that's my biggest PO ever. Cause MPW, if you sell so many tickets, whatever, 
Um, but uh, on top of that, just having so many people come and like support me and cheer for me. And like, cause it, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really important. Like just to be, mm-hmm. hear that in the crowd and like it gears you up. And mm-hmm. No, it lets you get to that sort of next level. You know, you want to be able to get the reaction and have the, you know, whether it's support or people against you, just that sort of acknowledgement out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I like to ask this question because everyone's answer is different and uh, there's no wrong answers to it. But if you could change one thing about wrestling, what are you changing? Oh man, if I could change one thing about wrestling. I don't know. I'm trying to think like training days, like, no, I love those. And I was even thinking like, you know, sometimes it's really long sitting in the back and, but like, I wouldn't even trade that because like, that's the only time I get to spend with like a lot of my really good friends in wrestling. And so like, Mm -hmm we just spend our time laughing for three or four hours. So I don't want to change that. And like even driving in the car, if you're with your friends, is like the best experience. Like we drove out, we were doing some extra work out in Winnipeg for WWE. Mm-hmm. And there was like myself, MRB, Stephen Crow, Zoe and Gigi Ray. And what's that? Like a 15 hour drive. And it was like the best 15 hours ever I don't think I stopped laughing I think I slept for maybe a couple hours but other than that it was like so fun so the long drives can really be worth it um what would I change I don't know that's fair I don't know if I would change anything I love it what I gather from all of this is just your absolute love for wrestling and it's very infectious oh so um now, 2021's wrapped up. We're into 2022. What is one prediction for Taryn from accounting this year in wrestling? Um, I think I'm just getting out there. Like, really, for 2022, I feel like I'm just starting. Like, I just got Twitter not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to use, like, uh, social media for myself. I've been listening to a lot of Effie's podcast and like, you really learn a lot from this person. Mm -hmm. He's so crazy, but like, he's a smart businessman. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, like I'm just getting started. I, I'm hoping to be out in the like Vancouver area this year and just like wrestle new people and like have so many fun experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's definitely something. I mean, social media, there's so much, there obviously is, you know, some of the downfalls and negative aspects to it, but it can really help with just getting yourself out there and creating that online presence. So it's or good that you're this, taking that step. With social media, like at this point, you don't have to be a good wrestler. It pays off mm-hmm. to be a good wrestler, but like, you know, we've all seen these well-known wrestlers who aren't that great, like, you know, but they know how to use social media and they put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. and it's great good for them because mm-hmm. that's part of it exactly self-marketing and just getting your name mm-hmm. out there so yeah. now where can everyone find you online all your social medias that you've just started getting 
Uh, well, you know, most podcasts, I have to look this up, but I have it memorized now. My Twitter hand, handle yep. is at TFA Wrestling, I think. Or if you just search Taryn from Accounting, because I think that's it. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Taryn underscore A underscore K. Um, and on Facebook as well. Is, but Facebook's not that great, because I think I have it quite private. I'm a... I'm a teacher as well. So I have to be a little bit private. Mm -hmm. uh, one last one before we uh, wrap this up. Do the kids you teach know that you wrestle on the side? Oh yeah. 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 And I'm sure to show them right away. <laughs> they must just love that. And you know what? Another quick little story. I have oh, some, I have these two brothers that just came to our school. I teach grade one. One of them is in my class and they came from Lebanon not too long ago, just a few months ago. And like very quiet, they want to interact. They're so outgoing, but they don't, especially the one in grade one, like doesn't speak that much English yet and new country, new friends, new school, new everything. And so he was very shy, very reserved. And then they were waiting for their mom after school to pick him up. And I saw the one brother give the other brother a stunner. And I was like, Stone Cold Stunner. And they were like, you know this? And I was like, I'm a wrestler. And I like showed them some of my videos. And since then, like, it's really opened us up to like conversations. And so we're like talking more and they're like practicing things, like practicing conversation. And mm -hmm. it just kind of made them feel like not so different. Mm -hmm. Same, same, but different. It's, I think it goes a long way with not feeling so alone in such a new place. So it can mm -hmm. be very overwhelming. Just having that, it's just like, we're all sort of the same here. So Yeah. So that's just a really cute story. Taryn, thank you so much for joining me. I had a lot of fun and I really appreciate you joining. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Taryn from Accounting for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I had a lot of fun chatting with her. It was great getting to know more about her, just learning about her. She's definitely someone to keep your eyes on in the world of wrestling. So check out her social medias, hit her up on there, shoot her a follow, show some support. Uh, you know, support local independent wrestling. That's all I can say, you know. So if you can go out to shows, definitely go out there, cheer them on, show support, show some love. But if you can't, we'll get there. So thank you to her for joining me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate it. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast. So if it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Shoot me a follow up on there. Let's chat wrestling. Uh, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns. You can send all that that way. If there's a guest you would like on, let me know and I'll, I'll see what I can do. So uh, that's email, Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. It's, you know, a lot of links to the podcast episodes, matches I like, just things like that. So slowly we're getting there with that, uh, with the page. So uh, up on most podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. If there's a podcast platform that you like that it's not up on, let me know. I'll do my best to get it on there. And if you could rate and review all that sort of stuff, I would really appreciate it. So also, I just want to point out... Um, if you know someone who might enjoy the podcast, who enjoys independent wrestling, maybe send them a, send them a link to the uh, to the podcast. Just uh, spread the word, you know, spread the word of independent wrestling. So thank you once again for checking out the podcast. 
I had a lot of fun bringing it to you. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to it. We'll talk soon.